Members of Good Shepherd Congregation, family and friends that have gathered here this afternoon, all who remember and pay their last respects for dear Lois, grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation today. Words that we heard two weeks ago, right here in this sanctuary, as we celebrated Christmas Day. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth, dear friends in Christ. Earlier today I made the comment that it's been two weeks since we celebrated Christmas. Somebody looked at me and said, really? Two weeks? It seems a lot longer ago than that. And it really does, doesn't it? When you have weeks and months of hype and build up to Christmas, Let's be honest, sometimes we're glad when it's over. We can't get it out of our heart, our mind, our checkbook, and our ears with all those Christmas songs that play on every radio station. Christmas, it bombards us already shortly after the 4th of July. We're really kind of happy when Christmas is over. We want it to be over. And then there are all those people that keep coming up to you. Maybe it's just me, but I have a feeling it's you too. They come up to you and it doesn't matter if it's a day or five days or two weeks. The first words out of their mouth are, so, how was your Christmas? I never quite know how to respond. I usually lie. I'll bet you do too. Oh, it was just great. Everything was fine. Yes, it was really good. When maybe, deep down, if you really took the time to think about it, how was your Christmas? You might say, well, Christmas was a bummer. I don't know how we're going to pay for it. Christmas was no fun at all because Cousin Billy and Aunt George got together and they can't get along and they fought like they do every year. How was your Christmas? Christmas was painful because every year at Christmas, I think about my dad, my mom, my brother, my child, that for one reason or another is not gathered around the Christmas table. Maybe it's a fight, maybe it's a division, maybe it's travel, maybe it's separation, maybe it's death. So, 
How was your Christmas? Today we come into God's house two weeks after Christmas. And you may be tempted to think that Christmas is no longer going to be a holiday that you celebrate. Because God decided to call Lois home in close proximity to Christmas. I know that's how it was for my grandma. My grandma's husband, you would think that we called him grandpa, but we called him Frank. I don't know why, we just did. Grandma and Frank. Frank just happened to die on Good Friday. And for the next 15 years, my grandma would say, I hate Easter. Did that mean that she hated the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead? No. She meant that it hurt. Because Easter and everything surrounding Easter made her sad. Reminded her that her husband was no longer with her. She thought about death, not the death of Jesus, but the death that still left a hole in her heart. We come into God's house today, two weeks after Christmas. We sing Christmas carols. We hear Christmas readings. And now we get to hear a Christmas sermon. My friends, sometimes we can hear the Word of God a little bit better when we have a little distance from the holidays that tend to take on a meaning of their own. God's word for us today, simply, a very short Christmas narrative by the Apostle John, not long like Luke. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. You understand what that means? The true meaning of Christmas, God in the flesh for you. The second person of the Trinity, the eternal word, the eternal logos, took on flesh and blood, made his dwelling for nine months in the womb of the Virgin Mary. God, the creator of the universe, takes on flesh and blood for us. Why? To show that he can do it? Of course not. To pump up our economy? Certainly not. He does it to save us from our sin. That Christmas carol that we sang just a few moments ago, What Child Is This?, has a stark reminder. This, this babe in a manger has something awaiting him. Nails, spear shall pierce him through. We don't like to think about Good Friday on Christmas, and yet we can't separate the two. Jesus takes on flesh and blood so that he can put himself under the law, the law that condemns us, the law that should send us to hell. Jesus fulfills the law, but he doesn't stop at that. Jesus takes 
all of the sin of the world, the sin for all people for all time, your sin, my sin, Lois's sin, into himself and onto himself. As he dies the death we deserve, on a Friday we still, to this day, call good. Jesus paid for the sin of the world, but he didn't stay dead, did he? Three days later, Jesus, who was stone cold dead, came back to life. Easter Sunday. He proves that he is victorious over sin, over death, over the grave. My friends, we have nothing to fear as we cling to Jesus. Jesus, who has conquered our greatest fear, death itself. Jesus, who delivers the forgiveness, life, and salvation that he has won to us in the baptismal font. He right, wraps us with the robe of righteousness, covering us with his life, his blood, his forgiveness, his salvation. How many times do we really think about that in our Christmas celebrations? It's amazing how, how far the gift of Jesus, the incarnation of our Lord, the Word taking on flesh and blood for us, how far that distances itself. Christmas, let's be honest, for the most part, isn't even a church holiday anymore. It's a national holiday. It's a family holiday. It's about lights and trees and presents. Oh, maybe we'll put up a nativity set. But the thought of a babe in a manger, God's gift to us, who will grow up and die for our sin. That's kind of a downer for us, isn't it? My friends, today, God has for you a message of glory. That's right. A message of Christmas glory. Did you hear how many times the word glory was in our songs and in our readings? When the angel appeared to the shepherds, the glory of the Lord shone around them. The shepherds glorified God because everything was just exactly the way the angels told them. After they had seen the babe in the manger, they went back to work. They went back to their vocations glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The glory of God is what Christmas is all about. Christmas glory in that reading from Titus. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. At Christmas, we celebrate the appearing of the glory of God. 
in the waters of holy baptism, every time we hear God's word and eat and drink Christ's body and blood, the glory of God is delivered to us. And as we live our lives in faith, faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we await God's call to our heavenly glory. That's what Lois has been doing, especially these last 15 years. She's been waiting. Been waiting. Waiting to join her husband in heaven. Waiting for the glory of God to come and take her to be with him in perfect and eternal glory in heaven. For many years now, we have delivered Jesus, delivered the word and sacrament, delivered the glory of God to Lois, one-on-one -on -one in her little apartment. We talk about family. We talk about church. Sometimes we would even talk about world events or politics. As Vicar noted earlier, what a dignified and classy lady. Always. Always. But she didn't shy away from the tough topics. Oftentimes when I would come... She would have a question or two or three, and she wanted an answer. Maybe it was something that she had read in a devotional book that just didn't quite make sense. Maybe it was something that she had seen on TV that she was questioning. Many times it was something that was going on in the church. Not so much Good Shepherd, but something that was going on in the wider church. The Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, or Christendom throughout the world. She loved to hear the Word of God. She loved to receive Christ's body and blood. She loved to brag on her family, especially her beloved Bob. I don't think there was ever a time she didn't talk about how much she loved him, how much she missed him. What a great doctor he was. You know, at one point in time, over half of the city of Staplehurst was delivered by my husband. That wasn't in some sinful, braggadocious way. But the pride, the pride of a loving wife. Was three Christmases ago when I visited Lois just a couple of days before Christmas. I read those words from Luke 2, the Christmas story. When I was done with the devotion and after we had received the Lord's Supper together, I sang a hymn as I always do at the end of our service. 
And I said, Lois, is there anything else that I can do for you? And she said, can you read it again? I said, read what? The Christmas story. Can you read it again? A few weeks ago, Christmas carolers from Good Shepherd went to visit Lois. She didn't want him to leave. She didn't want him to leave. Now this is not uncommon. When you go and visit someone who is shut in, they don't want you to leave. They made a bunch of food, they want you to eat it. They're lonely, they want to talk. That was not Lois. She didn't want the carolers to leave. She wanted to hear the old Christmas carols again and again and again. Why? Because even after 97 years, they still gave her goosebumps. My friends, how was your Christmas? Did it give you goosebumps? Did it give you goosebumps thinking about how great God's love is for you? Did it give you goosebumps thinking about Jesus, the greatest Christmas present in the history of the world? Is God's gift to you a gift that never wears out, a gift that will last for all eternity? Did it give you goosebumps thinking about this future glory that is in store for all who cling to Jesus in faith? If you're like me, you have to be honest and say no. I lost my Christmas goosebumps years ago. And that's to my shame. My friends, you have many, many wonderful memories that the Lord has given to you. Memories, memories of Lois, memories of Lois and Bob together, family history and family memories, mom and dad staying up late on Christmas Eve after the children's Christmas program, putting up the Christmas tree while the kids are asleep, and then barely being able to stay awake while the kids open the presents. Those are the kind of memories you have. Thanks be to God for those memories. But remember this. Christmas, all the things Christmas has come to mean, Christmas is about glory. The glory of God that makes its appearing here on earth. God in the flesh, Jesus. The glory of God that shines around us every time we hear the good news of the gospel. And the glory of God that awaits us when we see Jesus bearing the marks of his love for us. When we see Jesus face to face. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. 
You know, the next time somebody asks me how my Christmas was, you know what I'm going to tell them? Glorious. My Christmas was glorious. And if they ask me why, I'm going to talk to them about Jesus. That will probably end the questions. But it will be the truth. When people ask you, maybe about this service, maybe about the memories that you have of your mom or grandma or great-grandma, that might be an appropriate response. How was it? How are they? Glorious. Why? Lois has received the crown that has been waiting for her since the day God called her to faith. A grand and glorious family reunion of husband and wife before the glory of God himself. Glory never ending, earned by the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus. Glory that we share in right here and right now by faith. No kidding. I've got goosebumps. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives, our Christmas glory in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Please stand now for the prayers of the church.